day. I lost count. 172? I lost count. It's more more fingers than I have, so. <laughs> what about toes? Fingers. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, more, it's more fingers than toes as well. Yeah, yeah. I did hear some good news while driving home today. Do tell, do tell. That, you know, certain parts of the country could start to maybe slowly open up, maybe as early as May 1st, like early May, mm-hmm. depending on where you are in the country. So, you know place like us that maybe hasn't gotten hit so hard maybe maybe we can open up some freaking barber shops maybe yeah Yikes. it's been a while since i've got a haircut i think i'm a solid i don't know i'm looking at my hair i think i'm a solid three weeks away from high school phil hair, haircut and no one wants and that no no we don't nobody that's wants that was that. when you combed your uh your bangs just straight down no i, I didn't even comb i just it just happened. You just didn't do anything. Yeah. Just shower, dry my hair, and say, "Yeah, that's good." Okay, that's yeah. we're, we're, let's let's leave now for some reason. Yeah. So we don't want that. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Are you doing okay, Aaron? I'm doing all right. Mentally. Yeah. Mentally. Spiritually. Yes. yes. Health- all the above. Healthily. Healthily. I yeah. I've been uh been exercising just about every day. So, you know. Nice. Good. Keeping that up. Yeah. Good. How are you doing? You want to move your mic down just a little bit so your nose breath doesn't keep. There you go. I don't know. Something. I'm doing good. Um, playing a lot of video games, obviously. Been reading quite a bit too. Going on lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of walks. I went on a what? Uh, something I found out or I discovered yesterday that I find really annoying is. Now, granted, um, granted, I uh, this is probably partially my fault. I went to the nature center yesterday, thinking, "Ooh, I'll do the." They've got the long trail, that's about uh, two miles long, but you can okay. stop yeah. halfway through, and then walk another about a mile and a half to the Iron Bridge, it goes over the James River. So it'd be a mile and a half there, and a mile and a half back, and then you finish up the nature trail trail nature center trail and all in all it's probably then like four and a half miles almost five that you walk so a nice little nice little hike yeah there were so many freaking people out there yeah i mean that's what you know what else are we gonna do i know Stay inside I, I i get it but you there were so many people out there that you could just tell had no idea what they were doing out there or like they had they're, they're people who don't really actually care about nature and being outside, you know, because one of the, I think one of the perks of going out and hiking and things is the, the quiet, you know, like the, I enjoy the sound that the only sounds I hear are my feet hitting the ground or if I'm listening to music to myself, like with headphones. But yesterday I was out there and I wasn't listening to any music. And there was this dude just walking around talking to someone on the phone and had them on speakerphone just so loudly. And I'm just like, dude, what, why are you out here? It's because it's people who are like, well, I don't want to just stay inside and I'm normally not an outdoor person, but they said that's something I can do. So I want to go do that. It's I think in any situation, it's never appropriate to have, a conversation on speakerphone. I don't think so. Unless, so yeah. So if you're like, you know, 
with a group of people, obviously it's just more convenient, you know, like, yeah. if, you know, if, if I, you know, if my parents and my siblings and I all wanted to call my brother, Joel, who lives out in Virginia, you know, we'd put the phone on speaker, set it in right. the middle of the table. And yeah, but, but if I am just talking to like, say I call you, you know, yeah. you know, I'm just like walking around, you know, the store or whatever. There's, there's no reason to have you on speakerphone. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm being mean. I feel like this is an older generation kind of thing. Where it's like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like speakerphone like, blew their mind when it happened. Like when it became more readily like, available like on smartphones and things like that. Because I feel like it's a, it's a lot of older people who, who you'll, I'll be sitting there with and like, hold on one second. I need to, I need to make a phone call. Okay. And they get out their phone, they hold it right there, you know, right at their face, and they push it, and it starts ringing out loud. And you're like, "Why are you doing this? This is so awkward." Like, put yeah, your turn it off. Or they always do voice text. Yeah, even when it's not like if you're driving, which you shouldn't text when you're driving, but like if you have like a voice thing like in your car, or if you're like doing something with your hands, then sure, use voice text. But if we're, if you're just sitting there, just yeah, text like yeah, use your thumbs. And, you know. The, to the people that argue, oh, but I don't want to have to hold the phone up to my ear. Just shut up, okay? You know, you're being lazy. <laughs> Just be, I don't know. So it, it's probably so again. It's probably my fault because it's not like I was, you know, hours and hours removed from civilization out at the nature center. But That's still, I, I did. I still just found myself just a little bit annoyed with the with the quantity of people who are out there and being loud and, and raucous and walking around in flip flops. And I'm like. Who hikes in flip-flops? People do. Out at the nature center, they do. Put on some tennis shoes, like, at the very least. No, that's not good for your feet if you're listening to this. It's not good for your feet. Hey, as an expert in public health, Hmm? um, can I have your permission to go out to Hahatanka by myself on Thursday? On Thursday. Um, By myself. I won't stop at any gas stations or anything. I won't go inside anywhere. I mean, as long as you're... uh, you know, if there's anyone else there, as long as you're staying away from them, yeah, no, I'll, I'll see why going. not. I'll use my new buff and I'll put it over my face as soon as anyone gets nearby. Yeah, yeah. So you cool with that? I have your permission? I, I yeah, permission granted. Thank you. I really, <laughs> really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I really, really do. Here's a question. So okay. music. What about music? Music has been helping me these last few weeks because... I do. I have this weird thing where, when I'm, I don't usually like listening to music if I'm doing nothing. Or, or like, if I've I, like I can count how few of times I've ever just said I want to just listen to some music, and I just sat and listened to music. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to listen to music, I like to be driving, or I like to be walking, or doing something. Like yeah. Even if it's like cleaning around around the home or cooking or whatever. But anyway, so I've been walking a lot. So I've been listening to a lot of music, a lot of music. I'm going to have you uh, make a decision for me though. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think you want that, but. Is it possible? Is like, or am I just lying to myself? That my, f- probably right now, currently probably my number one favorite song is probably not my number one favorite artist right now. Is that possible? Is it okay oh, if yeah. I keep those separate? Yeah. 
I'll be like, more. I'll, I'll be more specific so for you to answer. Like okay. currently, probably my favorite song, just hands down, is probably "Lover's Eyes" by Mumford and Sons. It's a great song. It's a great song. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. But currently, my favorite artist is probably John Billion or Post yeah. Malone. Yeah, that's absolutely okay. Because like I, I would say my favorite artist is also John Bellion, yeah. but I have not actually listened to him in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, I've been listening to a lot of Passenger lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what my favorite song is right now, though, just because even though I have been listening to some music, I've been um, I've been more into audiobooks lately. And so that's when yeah. I'm driving, I'm listening to an audiobook instead nice. of music. So um, so I wouldn't say I have a single favorite song right now. I just have a few few rotations I go through. Yeah. Well, I was saying like that's probably if if I had to pick one that is probably my favorite song, but I, I don't think I would I don't think I could classify Mumford and Sons though like as my favorite artist. They're really good, and they're probably top five, top ten. I don't yeah. know. Last time I listened to their album, uh, Psy, or is that the name of the album? Psy No More. Is that the name of the album? Psy, oh. I know that's the first song. Yeah, um, the, the album that came out like in 2011. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, we, that's, we have... that's, that's Psy No oh, More. Oh, it is Psy No More. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the name of the album. I listened to that the other day, like the whole thing, and it made me realize, you know, Psy No More is on there. That's really good. The Cave, mm-hmm. very good. Winter Winds, very good. Roll your roll away your stone. It's fine. White blank like page. It. Love that one. Excellent song. I gave you all. Yeah. Little Lion Man. Overplayed. Ooh. But then but I love that song. It that is song good. A, I just it has feel a special like a, place in my heart. I do yeah. like it. I just feel like I hear it too much. And then yeah. uh Tim Shell, this is some weed. Awake My Soul, really good. Dust Bowl Dance, After the Storm. And I realized, man, the entire second half of that album I could do without. Really? I haven't I listened so. to that album in a while. Listen to it again. It's worth it. But once you hit Little Lion Man, I would rather just skip ahead and listen to Awake My Soul and then be done. So I so the song, Tim Shell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after reading the book East of Eden by yeah. John Steinbeck, have you read that book? Um, I don't actually think I have. So, um, so in that book, the word Tim shell mm-hmm. is like, is a really, it's, it's one of like the big themes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and in fact, it's actually the last word of, of the book. That's not really a spoiler. Cause like you don't know the context or anything, Sure. but but yeah, and so like after reading that book and then listening to that song, it actually made me appreciate that song so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, so So yeah, I read East of Eden and then I just finished reading The Grapes of Wrath. And I think if I listen to Dust Bowl Dance, yeah, again, okay. I, haven't, I haven't listened to that since I finished the book, so I don't know my opinions on it, but I feel like listening to that, um, you know, with that pretense, that would make me appreciate the song so much more. I could, I could see that. So then, so then here's the question: Can a can a do you think a band and an artist, for them to be considered great, like really good or great, do they have to have multiple, like really good albums, or do they have to have at least maybe or is like is just one 
enough. You know um, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I really think that uh, that it you have to have multiple great albums because okay. you know you can talk about you know bands or artists that have just had you know one good song or one good album. Yeah. So like for for some reason the band that comes to mind is Train. You know, <laughs> I only know like two songs by them, and that's Hey Soul Sister and Drops of Jupiter. That's like, okay, that's literally I, I I've got Spotify pulled up because I figured it's going to be very helpful while we're doing yeah. all this. Hey Soul Sisters, yeah. they're number one, and then Drops of Jupiter. Yeah, which they have, they have a substantial drop off. They have six hundred million listens to Hey Soul Sister, and then it jumps all the way down to three hundred million, three hundred sixty million for Drops of Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, I like those two songs. Like yeah. you know, they're they're good songs. But as far as, like, do I think Train is a great band? Of course not, you know? They're, you know, if they were a great band, then I would know more than two songs by them. Um, but so, but somebody like, like Mumford and Sons. Mm-hmm. So they have, you know, regardless of how you rank them, I would say every album they've put out is at the very least a solid album. Mm-hmm. You know? So like, uh, what was the newest one? Was okay. Delta the newest well, one? okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll argue that point here in okay. a second, but okay. yeah, no, they're, they're a discogra- discography, discography, yeah. discography. Yeah. Uh, so you had Sino more in 2009 and not counting like live albums or things like that, but Sino more 2009 Babel in 2012 wilder mind in 2015 Ugh. and then Delta in 2018. See, I didn't mind Wilder Mind as much. So Babel is probably my favorite album by them. Yes. Um, yeah, and then see, I, I don't know. I've it's been a while since I've listened to Wilder Mind, so I shouldn't, you know, try and argue too much about it just because I could be wrong. But I, I remember thinking like, yeah, give it another listen. It's diff I think the the thing that people have problems with when it comes to things like this is musicians changing. Yeah. So, and I, I really like it when musicians do that. So like case study right here is Taylor Swift's album reputation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know how you feel about it. Um, well, let me, I'm going to pull it up too. Cause I want to see some of the. Yeah. So here, keep, keep so going, sorry. While, while you're pulling that up, I'll kind of explain myself here. So reputation is my favorite album by Taylor Swift. And it is also the, if you know anything about Taylor Swift, it's the least Taylor Swift album she's ever put out. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, you you listen to, you know, if if you listen to, um, like Love Story, you know, from two thousand eight or mm-hmm. whenever that song came out, and then listen to, um, I don't know, uh, I can't even. I'm drawing a blank. Look what you made me do. That's the oh, one. <laughs> yeah. Then listen to Look What You Made Me Do. You'd be like, "There's no way that's the same artist." And that's, see, I really respected that because she had the boldness and, you know, the courage to try something new. And, you know, sure, it wasn't popular with all of her fans, but I really liked it. I was going to say, I remember the night I listened to that song and it made me really mad, honestly, at the time when that song came out and I got on social media and there were so many people who were on there like, yeah, it's like Taylor Swift's new song is out. It's so good. And I remember listening to it and thinking, okay, and I know, I know how you feel about it, but I objectively didn't like the song. 
I don't think I had a problem with her changing her her style. I just didn't care for the song. And then therefore it made me feel like there were a whole bunch of people who only liked it because it was because it was Taylor Swift. I'm sure there were. Oh. Yeah. You know, I uh, I'll admit the first time I heard it, I was a bit like, "Oh, okay, this is different and I didn't know how to feel about it." But the more I listened to it, the more I really started to enjoy it. And now I've it's it's my second favorite song on that album. I can confidently say. I would say that artists changing their style is okay, but I'm not too cool with it if it strays too far. Because then I feel like effectively, I don't know, it may, this might just be me. If, if you just mentioned, and I'll just be honest, if you mentioned the names right now of the members of the band Mumford & Sons, I'd have no idea who you're talking about. I honestly don't know their names and Marcus I've never, and, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, like I've, <laughs> I've never been that way unless it's like, you know, a single person artist. When I was a kid, I listened to Lincoln park a lot. And back then I could name for you the, the entire band Lincoln park back then, like all the members. But so to me, it almost feels like, um, I don't know. It feels like people, like I treat actors differently than I would musical artists. Like Matt Damon can play a whole bunch of different roles and I almost always like it, even if it's completely different. You yeah. know, his his role in Goodwill Hunting is obviously abundantly different than The Martian. But I really yeah. like both of them because I like Matt Damon as an actor. Yeah. When musicians decide well, we're gonna change up the way we sound, I don't like it because I like your music. I'm not necessarily as invested in you i guess and maybe that's maybe i'm just a terrible person but like i'm not as invested <laughs> in you so whenever you decide to change up completely the way you sound sometimes i'm like ah, I, don't, I don't know because i feel like i came to this artist for a specific sound or or experience i don't know you said you you don't yeah. mind it so maybe you no should. i i really don't and you know um you know going back to the you know the taylor swift point you know, I, after watching the documentary Miss Americana on Netflix, which I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't yet, no. It's it's a great documentary, and I think it gives a lot of insight into that part of her life, like why, mm-hmm. you know, she, re- she even wrote Reputation, um, you know, because she, she kind of talks about it in the documentary. But basically, um, you know, ever since she became a really big deal in like, you know, 2008, 2010, that, mm-hmm. that time, uh, you know, the media has always portrayed her, like, for the most part, not all media outlets, but, you know, for the most part, the media has portrayed her as this, oh, she goes through, you know, boyfriends, like, like you know, I go through my laundry, or I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 uh, and, and so she's, she had a lot of, like, struggles with, um, you know, she, she didn't want to believe that about herself, you know, and so it was, it was very much a, uh, a soul searching practice for her. And so I mm-hmm. think writing reputation was, you know, she said she was in a pretty dark time in her life when she wrote that album, which, you know, if, if you've listened to any of the songs, like that's, you can't be too surprised. It's very, yeah. uh, you know, it's not it's, very, it's, it's not very upbeat. Yeah. It's not a, ha- it's not a happy album, you know? No. Um, but, but I think that was therapeutic for her in a way. Yeah. Um, 
you know, just for her to say, okay, I, this is, this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I know myself. And then she wrote the album lover, which I really enjoyed lover. Yeah. Lover is really good. I know a few people that did not like that album at all. Um, But what's funny. So this is a bit of a side note. I remember uh, shortly after that album came out, one of my friends on Twitter said, uh, like hot take lovers a terrible album catch me listening to 1989 and i'm just like dude it's the same album like like, sound wise it's the same album it is you know thematically it's pretty different but like man yeah that that kind of irked me a little bit but (laughs) i I guess i guess i can i can i'll I'll backtrack a little bit of what i was saying that's i think that is easier to do when an artist is by themselves Mm-hmm. when like they yeah. are the focal point when taylor swift is a focal point or like ed sheeran ed sheeran i think has done a good job of that like his music has stayed fairly consistent but mm-hmm. you can definitely hear and feel like his growth as a person in his music i didn't care for his last album as much just because he made every single song a collaboration and yeah like, yeah i uh, thought that was interesting and you know to listen to you more? yeah but, okay yeah but uh, but when it's a i guess when it's a group so yeah i guess that's... well i you know yeah i can respect that and you know it's with a group it's just harder to change your sound anyways because yeah. you have multiple personalities multiple right yeah um but an artist that actually comes to mind when you know when we're talking about staying consistent with their sound is passenger so mm-hmm. um passenger he had that he he's he's actually a one-hit wonder but i still think he's a he's a great artist um but you know he had let her go which probably has I don't know, hundreds of millions of plays on Spotify. It has one billion, one hundred million. How's this one yeah. go? Uh, oh, right. Okay. Go. I just yeah. needed the first, the first couple notes. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that one, like everyone was listening to that. Um, but you know, ever since then, you know, nobody's really talked about him. But he's consistently putting out like pretty good albums. You know, not every single one is a perfect one, of course. Yeah. But but his sound, you know, if you listen to Let Her Go and then listen to, you know, his most recent single that he actually dropped a couple weeks ago, um, then you could obviously tell like, oh, that's clearly the same guy. You know? What's the what was the single? I don't see it on here. Uh let me pull it up on my Spotify here because I listened to it not too long ago. I don't think I've ever listened to uh, an entirety of his albums the way that i love you is the oh, okay yeah. okay that makes sense because it's number three on his on his chart but it only has yeah. a million listens compared to yeah. the fourth place which has 56 million yeah so man how much of a high and then low does it have to be if you make a one-hit wonder you know you write one song that everyone just goes crazy for but then nothing else you, ne- you think- never get anything else yeah, I think it depends on the personality of the artist because I think some people will take that like super personally and then, you know, they won't, you know, they'll be super self-conscious about everything else they write. But, oh, here you know, but with someone like Passenger, um, he's like, he still makes music and he actually talks about this like in his songs a little bit, um, you know, his later songs after uh, let her go was the one hit wonder uh-huh. um about how you know he's he's really just doing this because he enjoys it and he's he's put out an album at least once a year mm-hmm. like he has so many albums um 
And then um, another one that comes to mind is Alexi Murdoch. So he oh, wrote, probably. yeah. So he wrote a song that got really popular called Orange Sky. That oh, song's like over okay. 10 years yeah. old now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And after after the popularity of that, you know what he did? Tell me. He, he moved to Canada and he's <laughs> living out in a cabin building a boat. That's the last okay. we've heard of him. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, I was going to mention, I never remember how to pronounce his name. Uh, Gotye or Goye? Gautier. Gautier. Gosh. Yeah. I, like I literally, honestly, again, till this moment, I was like, I don't even think I remember the name of the artist yeah. who did the song, but his song, the somebody that I used to know, it's his number one song on Spotify with 630 million listens. Yeah. Number two is somebody that I used to know, like a remix. <laughs> And then his next highest is at 36 million eyes wide open. And I even remember hearing an interview with him back in 2012, probably saying that he hates that song. Now he's like, because I wrote this entire album and then that's the only song that blew up. And so every time I went to um, a concert, I felt like, like if I went to go play a show, I felt like if I didn't, if is like he's like i feel like i couldn't i couldn't win because if i started off with that song everyone would go crazy and then love it but then would you know get bored by the end of the show because that was the only song they cared about that's why they've come to see me or if i waited too long people didn't like the show because they waited too long through my music to get to that one song and so he's like that yeah that was really frustrating like, well, yeah see what's what's artist. funny is I didn't even like that song when it was popular. Yeah. It, it's, I, I just, it was so played so much. It was played so much. And even the, I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, this is what people are listening to. Really? <laughs> what, uh, what, what grade were you in, in, in summer? Like what grade did you just finished up in summer of 2012? 2012. That would have been, I would have just finished my sophomore okay. year. Because that's when that school. song was really, really popular. And it got even especially more annoying for me because Ben Hansen sang that song to himself <laughs> all summer long. Time. <laughs> that's all I remember about Ben Hansen. Not really. <laughs> that song. I, I, I know I remember a lot about Big Floss. Big Floss. What a guy. What a Floss. guy. So I was over here scribbling, trying to come up with what my like top five favorite artists would probably be. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, there's only one group I put on there. Really? That's Mumford and Sons. Oh, yeah. And I would probably have to play around with this a lot. Like the more I would sit and think about it, like, and this would be, this is what I hate. Like I can never pick just a, who's your favorite artist of all time. I don't know. It changes all the time. I once listened to Michael Jackson for like two weeks straight, nothing else. And then I never listened to him again. You know, it's just like if you would ask me in those two weeks, I probably would say like, "Oh, Michael Jackson, he's so good." I don't care. I wrote yeah. down. I'll go through this. Give you time okay. to think about yours. Okay. In no particular order. Post Malone. Obviously. Of course. John Billion. Obviously. Mumford and Sons. Obviously. Ed Sheeran. Pretty good. Khalid. That's a new one in just the last year and a half. And I've honestly, heard some of his stuff. That's yeah. a that's a special shout out to a, like one student um, last school year when we were just sitting in class and I was playing music for the kids while they were working on an assignment. And this one student, she goes, "Hey, will you play Better by Khalid?" And I was like, "I don't 
know what that is. And she's like, play it. And I'm like, is it clean? Oh, yeah, yeah, just about all his music is clean. I was like, okay, whatever. And I played it. And you've probably heard it before. Let me see. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this or not. I don't want to violate copyright laws and get screamed at. But you know that song? No. Y'all know that? I mean, I might have heard it, but... Okay, either way. Like, I played it for the first time, and I was like, whoa, I really like this. And so I started listening to all of his stuff, and I have been since. And he's, he's really good. He is my, he's quite literally, like, I feel like I listen to different music for different maybe times of the day or different activities. He is the perfect artist for, like, spring or summertime, like, just driving down the road with your windows down. Mm-hmm. playing Khalid like you're on your way to Andy's get a cookie dough concrete Whew. it's an experience so yeah. those are those are my top five these okay. are right now if I okay. sat and thought about it more I bet I'd probably have to play around with it but just uh, shooting from the hip those are probably my top five I like them okay. all yeah yeah I think for me because I was kind of thinking while you're while you're talking about Khalid there um two that are for sure on that list are Passenger and John Bellion. I was about to, I was about to lean up and say Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift's also on there. Um, man, I don't know. I I feel like I over I overthink questions like this. Like, what's your absolute favorite? I definitely do for like favorite movies. Um, well, Lord of the Rings is my favorite movie, but <laughs> like after Lord of the Rings, it's like, oh shoot, what's my favorite movie? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so those three, um, Panic at the Disco actually is probably on there. That's a good one. He, yeah. Good choice. I love Panic at the Disco. Um, and then I might have to go with Mumford and Sons. I haven't listened to them in quite some time, but I've consistently listened to them for about 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, I think that um, if you can do that to somebody, then they they deserve to be on your list. I don't know. Can't, I don't know. If, at least on my list, Sheeran hasn't really been going for 10 years, but I don't know if there's anyone on my list. I can really say that about that. I have for sure been consistently listening to set for 10 years. Almost Lecrae. Yeah. But it's not been quite 10 years. I don't know. My, and that's probably for me because my, I think my music my musical tastes and preferences drastically changed changed when I got to college. I think I became a better person because <laughs> <laughs> like I, it would probably shock you. Like even you who know me pretty well, if I showed you my iTunes account and all the songs that aren't like physically downloaded because even though I have them purchased, so I can redownload them, but they're wiped from my downloaded drive. It would shock you probably some of the music that was on there. Because probably in football days, like I was the one who played a lot of music in the in the locker room, where I would help come up with a lot of the playlist, and it was just a ton of Eminem, Lil Wayne, a bunch of a bunch of heavy metal. I liked Eminem. Yeah, like I did too. Yeah. But I think, yeah. but I mean, just a horrible stuff. <laughs> so I don't know. I, no one for ten years yet, but Mumford and Sons and Ed Sheeran are pretty close though, because yeah. I started listening it's, to them when I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. Beer Bong and Bentley's though might be <laughs> one of my top one favorite of, albums of all time. Yeah, favorite albums. Oh man, 
I have listened to Beerbong and Bentley's like once through, so I can't give much of an opinion on that, you know, positive or otherwise. So good. Um, you know, it, it's it's actually the Human Condition by John Bellion. Oh yeah, yeah. That's no, actually I mean, the best he, album I've ever listened to. Human Condition is definitely up there. I I go back and forth on which I like more between the Definition or Human Condition by John Bellion. Yeah, I mean they're both good for sure, but I think Human Condition just I don't know, just kind of sums up what, you know, at least what it means to be John Bellion. Yeah. You know, like cuz it's a very again, it's a very personal album for him. Uh and you know, I think he touches on a lot of um, you know, just different issues with society and uh you know, just what it is to be a, a person in America. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably is human condition because I was just looking back over the album of the definition, and I feel like the same thing kind of happens in this that happens to me when I listen to Sino More, which is if you go through definition, it's money right, really good, carry your throne, really good, preoccupied, really good, human, amazing, oh, human, <laughs> and then run wild, yeah, that's fine. I like then, that one a lot. I, I like it, and then haunted house, eh, jungle. Sometimes I like it. And other times it's kind it's, of a fun one. Yeah. Simple and sweet. I don't really care for that much. But then An Immigrant, Oh, and Luxury. Ooh. All three really good. So yeah. I, okay. I, I changed my mind. It's all really good. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. I I don't think there's a single song on um, on the human condition that makes me say, eh, it's okay. I think all of them, I say that's a good song. I'm looking back over it. Um, I don't care for iRobot. I knew you were going to say iRobot. Yeah, I don't That's... care for iRobot, and I get kind of tired of uh, Guillotine. Yeah, so so iRobot, I um, as far as like um, like a beat and, you know, tune goes, like, you know, it's, you know, it's not the best one on there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I just love the lyrics of that song. Yeah. You know? I probably, it's, it's, it's another one I probably need to to give another listen to yeah listen to it again but pay more attention to the lyrics you know because that's that that at least for me that's a big you know points added or points deducted on a song is what the lyrics say but, you know one of my uh more recent favorite uh listening experiences was a uh, let's see about a year and a half ago almost um alec and i went to a pittsburgh steelers game in pittsburgh and we drove there so long drive. Yeah. And we decided to burn a bunch of time by, we pulled up on Spotify, a rock band playlist. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> like, that, that was so yeah. good because I mean, so many of the songs are on, on there. You're probably saying, Oh, that's a, that's actually a terrible song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. But you think about playing it when you play rock band. But, yeah. Okay. When you play it. Yeah. This is, this is great. Like uh, spoon man. You remember spoon man? <laughs> I never played Rock Band a whole lot. Okay, uh, I was a Guitar Hero guy. So. Spoon Man was is objectively not a great song. It's by Soundgarden, and if you just listen to it, it's like this. This isn't very good, but it has a drum solo, which no one ever has a drum solo. And in Rock Band, that was amazing because yeah. I always played with my brother and sister, and I always played the drums. So every you know, every time we got on, I said, "Dude, put on Spoon Man." put on oh yeah yeah uh so 
Can I tell you one of my pet peeves when it comes to music? Yes. One of my biggest pet peeves is people. This is usually more common with the older generation, but I there's. I was about to say this is usually you. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you are probably the furthest from guilty of this. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty common amongst the older generations, and there's quite a few, uh, you know, younger people that mm-hmm. are also guilty of this. But it's when people will look at to eras like between the 60s and the 80s and say, this is the only time when good music was made. Okay, first of all, if you can't find good music that's coming out today, like that's on you. Like there, You're not there's, no, there's no excuse to like not find good music today with all the outlets that we have. Oh my gosh, yeah. And secondly, there were, bad, there were plenty of bad songs in that time. You just only remember the good ones. I'm sure 20, 30 years from now, we're going to look back on this time and we're not going to remember like songs by Lil Yachty. Like Lil yeah. Yachty does not write good songs. They're fun, but they're they're not good. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you feel the same about this. I know we're still both fairly young, but and m- maybe I'll stop at some point, but I feel like I have moved with music. Like I'm not listening to a lot of the same stuff I listened to when I was a kid or when I was even in high school. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. The, there's a bunch of... Uh, okay, an example. Um, my students are obsessed with uh, someone like Travis Scott. Mm. And, I, and I had an opinion about Travis Scott of what I thought it was. Yeah. And I was like, no, <laughs> this is terrible music. I didn't listen yeah. to one of his entire... Like Reese had me listen to one of his whole albums on our way up to Kansas City uh, back around Christmas time. And I was, it changed my opinion. I was like, oh, okay, this isn't so bad. So yeah, I know what you mean. They just don't, people just don't want to listen to music. Yeah. I get into this argument with my grandmother all the time. Now she's very old and very traditional and whatnot, but she has these, and we both bond kind of over that we both love music, but she has this crazy misconception about all music that I, I, I don't know. I, it makes me think that she like one time must have accidentally flipped the radio to 1021 and heard some crazy death metal <laughs> and then just assumed that that's what all music was like there was a time uh, there's a time i preached yeah. on sunday you might remember this i quoted um oh my gosh it just uh, sinatra <laughs> uh, oh yeah i, I, I quoted frank that. sinatra i was basically making fun of not making fun but using his song to point out a flaw in humanity from his song my way you know people are just selfish yeah and I remember I got down off the stage, church is over, and my grandmother comes up to me. She said, I didn't know you knew who Frank Sinatra was. I was like, how? Who doesn't know who, doesn't Frank, know who Sinatra Frank Sinatra is, is Grandma? Well, he's an actually a good musician. And someone else came up and said, like, oh, yeah, I love Frank Sinatra. He's so good. My grandma, she, this, is her, this is the line she uses all the time, no matter what we're talking about, no matter what artist. Yeah, there's someone who actually sings and doesn't get up there and just shout. I'm like, what are what you, are, what are are you, you talking about? Some people? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I yeah. put on Ed Sheeran once and I just turned to her. I was like, Grandma, is Ed Sheeran just shouting or is he singing? And she just stared at me. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you yeah. want. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know. I, I think I was listening. I think she got in my car once and I think I probably, I think it was Khalid. I think I had Khalid going. She goes, what is this? someone who's not shouting grandma 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Like I enjoy music from the 70s and 80s. Oh, sure. There's definitely some. I grew up good listening to a lot of that with my dad. But yeah, no, there there's plenty of good music to go around now. There's yeah. some back then, and there's some now. There was bad music yeah. back then. And there's bad music now. Oh, of course. Like one of the songs I actually don't really like is "Bicycle Race" by Queen. Like it's it's dumb. <laughs> I I just think it's a dumb song. You know, but people <laughs> praise it like, oh, it's one of the best songs ever written. No, if you're going to say one of Queen's songs is the best one ever written, it's Bohemian Rhapsody. And yeah. that's like, that is a fact. That's not an opinion. Yeah, that's, yeah. But, uh, goodness. yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you're making me want to get off here and listen to some music, but I have a... I have another Zoom meeting coming up here in just a few minutes. So I did want to also talk about really quick because this made me think about this um, just with people not doing, I think it's, I think it just goes back to people just not doing well with change. I mean, I've been listening to this song or this band or this album for 20 years and I don't like change. So I'm just not even going to engage with it. I was, uh, I've been rewatching some of uh, Game of Thrones while we've been on quarantine. Yeah. Now, uh just putting it all out there i have not read the books the game of thrones books i have listened i've read the first couple chapters essentially of the first book um and then i read or i've listened to more of the first book but i have not read the book series but i was watching this interview with george r R. martin because i was i'm intrigued by it because this is definitely in my wheelhouse of genres that i like of kind of high fantasy and things like that and the title of this video captured my attention and it was uh george r R. martin talks about things that tolkien did wrong and i was like well we have to watch this i have to watch this now because (laughs) i need to be angry about something (laughs) and Okay, I don't want. I won't spoil really anything from Game of Thrones. But if there's there's a few things I will say that if you haven't seen, you know, the first season or so of Game of Thrones, well, then that's your fault, and you should just not listen anymore. So turn off the podcast now. George R. R. Martin likes killing people. Like he just does. He he. It's his thing. He likes having his characters die off. And his complaint about Tolkien was someone said, "If you had one question, you could ask J.R.L. Tolkien." What would it be? Because I don't know, I'm rambling, but sidebar, if you are a fantasy writer today, you are inspired by Tolkien. Whether you yeah. say you are or not, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like it's Tolkien because yeah. Tolkien was the one who's like, I think I actually understand these old folklore stories and I'm going to turn, write a really, really good fantasy novel that everyone is going to base theirs off of. Tolkien's the man. So she says, what's, what's a question you would ask Tolkien? And he got real mad and just like, I would, I would absolutely ask him, why did you bring Gandalf back to life? Why didn't you just leave him dead? You should have just left him dead. Like Gandalf, you know, falls off the cliff and it's this intense scene. And now the, the characters are on their own, but then you just ruined it by bringing him back. I was sitting there and, that's not the point. George. Exactly. And I was like, George, did you even read the books? <laughs> like, did you even read or comprehend? A couple things, and then I'll let you respond. Number one, Frodo <laughs> thought he was dead the whole time. So did Sam. 
neither of them knew that Gandalf was alive until way, way towards the end. Because so his whole thing was like that all these young characters now had to figure out how they were going to complete this quest without their fatherly figure like Gandalf. They did. They went through almost the entire rest of the quest not knowing that Gandalf was alive. So you're wrong. They did know. Number two, it, it's like that was like the whole point of Gandalf having to come back because Saruman had turned evil. And he had failed the, Tolkien never uses the word gods, but like in a sense, like Saruman had failed the gods, so they had to send Gandalf back to take his place. It served a purpose. And that's, and then which that, that uh, I know I said I'll let you respond, but that led then to another video of Sapkowski, the author of the Witcher book series, trashing Martin saying, you, you kill too many of your characters and half of them die for no reason. You know, Here's the slight spoiler. You know, Eddard Stark dying at the end of season one, it makes sense. It's a huge yeah. plot device. It moves things forward. It cuts things off. Like, it's, it's important. But there's so many other big deaths that happen in Game of Thrones that Sapkowski is like, you just do this all the time, and it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to kill a main character, it should have meaning. It should have purpose behind it, like yeah. Tolkien did. Gandalf dying temporarily had meaning and purpose. Even Boromir dying had oh, meaning yeah. and purpose for the story going forward. So shut up, Martin. Your TV series is good, and I'm sure your books are fine, but don't, don't come in here like that. <laughs> okay. I feel better. All right. You wanted to respond. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only thing that comes to mind with all that is it's, it cracks me up because, I mean, I know you said that if you are a fantasy writer today, you were inspired by Tolkien, which I agree with. You know, he, he probably had the most influence on the genre of any, so. any author ever to have lived. Um, but I, mean, I just, think just really quick, I mean, you're talking about like two of the biggest ones probably being Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. And one of those two learned from the other. <laughs> like yeah. C.S. Lewis yeah. learned everything he knew from Tolkien. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, if you look at like how the stories of the Lord of the Rings and um, Game of Thrones are told, they're not really that similar. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know you have to go in a couple minutes, so I'll try to make this quick. Um, but basically, so Tolkien will write stories that um that we would call personal stories yeah so tolkien focuses on frodo's journey and everyone else is just kind of a side character um and so that's why he doesn't like i remember i watched an interview with george R. R. martin about you know a similar thing like what criticisms he has of tolkien and uh he said that one of his problems was at the end of like the whole series tolkien just says aragorn you know ruled the kingdom well to his dying days He's like, oh, how did he rule the kingdom? How was the economy? What did he do with all the orcs after Sauron was defeated? And it's just like, that's, that's not the point of the books, you know? Yeah. You know, and George R. R. Martin, on the other hand, he will write sociological stories. So he'll write a book about a whole group of people. So the cast in, you know, the, I, I'm kind of, I'm with you. I have yeah. not read the books, but I've seen the show. Um, so we'll just use the show for an example. Uh, the cast of season one looks very different than the cast of right. season eight. So even the characters that did make it all the way to season eight, there's plenty of deaths. Like their personalities have changed a lot. Yeah. Um, and you know their roles in the kingdom. You know, you have one character that starts as kind of the, um, 
you know, the black sheep of one family, you know, they end up being like the king of this or the queen of this hold or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so they just, you know, people compare those two book series all the time, but they're very different stories. I just don't think they're fair comparisons. The only similarities no, they have is that they're both high fantasy and that's, yeah. that's it. Like that, and that's just, I don't think that's enough similarities to say, oh, this one's better than this one. No. And that's, and again, I think that's yeah. what, that's what bothers me so much is, is you, you, you phrased it way better than I did. And I, and I like the way you phrased it of Tolkien was telling a personal story while Martin was more of, I'm going to tell you the story of this, this nation, this whole country and what was going yeah. on here. And I'm going to tell you through the lens of other people, but it's mostly about everyone altogether. Those are two completely different, different styles of storytelling and shouldn't be treated the same. And in that case, fine. It makes sense that a lot of people die because then at, at the end of the day, I guess, you know, what matters in Game of Thrones is Westeros as a whole, not Eddard Stark or Rob Stark or Tyrion Lannister or all these different people. Like they matter because the story is being told through their lens. But if they're gone, the Westeros still goes. Lord of the Rings is, yeah, it takes place in Middle Earth, but it really isn't, you're right, the, the whole series isn't really a story about Middle Earth. It's really yeah. a, a story about, about a, one a hobbit. hobbit. About saving one hobbit Middle saving yes. Middle Earth because he's brave and full yes. of courage. And he has Sam. And he has Sam, who's actually the hero of the story. Tolkien yes. says that, you know. He says <laughs> oh, that yeah. Sam is the hero of the, of the entire story. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Love Sam Why. Frodo wouldn't have gone far without Sam. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't, Mr. Frodo. No. <laughs> I don't know. It just it it definitely which I guess that's uh Sapkowski probably felt that way because he's probably a, a better comparison to Tolkien than than Martin is, because once again, the like the Witcher series is definitely more personal based. Like it's it's definitely more focused on Siri and Geralt and their story, not necessarily on Tamaria or Nilfgaard and all these different places. So that's a good way. You you've made me think a think a little bit differently. It still made me mad, yeah. Martin. Show some respect. Yeah. Show yeah. some respect. But you know. Yeah. And they're both good stories in their own right, of course. They are. Well, well, I think that's we only amazing. have we only have a few more days. Yeah, I think I hope probably a lot longer. Barbershops, it's, if you're yeah. listening, we could we could use I don't know maybe if we open up a sponsorship with a barber, maybe they can open up. I don't know. Otherwise, it's going to be bad. We, no, one, no one wants high school Phil. He's a terrible person, and we don't like him. Well, you got some scissors, right? Just cut your own hair. Yeah, I might have to do that. <laughs> All right, guys. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Social distance. Ready? Peace out. Bye. Bye.